Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. What's up, guys? This is your rich uncle here. Going to be talking about paying off student debt. Should you or should you not? Hey, folks. Now I'm gonna be talking about like a question that I get a lot of times from you guys is like, you know, you guys got a lot of student debt because you were sold this this idea of going to college and because supposedly people who go to college make a lot more in the future, which is true, right? Not gonna debate that. But once you get through college, you've got this boatload of student debt. Do you pay it off or you do kind of follow the simple passive cash away and buy some rentals and get on the path to financial freedom? Now stay to the end of this video because we're gonna be giving you access to this free calculator that I call the return on equity calculator to figure out where your dead lazy equity is going and you can put your student loans in there too to kind of figure out you know, what are the things that you should pay off or not pay off and what is it costing you truly in opportunity costs. So stay to the end for that. So first thing is kind of the basics. It may not make sense to pay off your debt. Essentially what we're doing here is just a simple game of arbitrage between the, the percent that we're paying for the debt and what we could have made otherwise if we would have invested money. This is what's called the opportunity cost. This is the same game that banks play. Now there's some credit cards out there that are obviously bad debt, right? We're gonna be trying to define the difference between good and bad debt, but there's no hard and fast rule of this. But if you want some rules, you know, if you're paying more than 6% to 10, 20% plus, it's probably gonna be bad debt and we're probably gonna to wanna to be paying that off because we probably can't make much returns than that, right? I mean, there's another video that I have in the YouTube library here where I show you how you're making anywhere from 20 to 30% in a simple rental property when you combine the tax benefits, mortgage pay down, property appreciation, and of course the cash flow. But you know, we're, we're using a baseline of 15 to 20%, right? That's the opportunity cost, that's the waterline. And that's what we're comparing where if you're above that in terms of what you're paying for your debt, that's probably a bad debt. If you're below that, it's probably good debt. You should probably just be paying the minimum and investing that same money to be making that higher rate of return. Now, sure, I've seen some deals out there where supposedly you can make 20 to 40% a year. Of course, the old Bitcoin crypto folks out there can make three, four, five, 10X their money in a short period of time. But I don't do that stuff and I don't know much about it. I don't understand it. So we'll disregard that for now. I will just kind of compare it to baseline, boring cash flowing investments, which are anywhere from like 10 to 20 something percent per year. Now, most people will invest in these, what I call garbage investments. You know, the things that you're stuck in a 401k, which I call the cafeteria of options. If you guys remember back in high school, you know, if you didn't have that off-campus pass as an underclassman, your lunch options were pretty, well, it sucked. And that's what essentially a 401k is, right? It's a, it's a cafeteria where you don't have the off-campus pass to go get your own food off-campus. So you're stuck with this cafeteria options within this one brokerage company or another. And this is what we're talking about here, guys. Like getting out of the cafeteria of garbage options, getting off of retail investments where all these companies are kind of making money off of you in terms of all these hidden fees, right? It's when you get out of these retail investments into these better investments where you're more directly aligned with the sponsor. You're the operator yourself. You own rental properties on your own 
is when you're able to get at all the returns that are kind of coming to you. Like I said, when I was making maybe 20, 30% plus on my rental property starting out back in 2009, I was like, what the heck? I'm putting all my money in this 401k and supposedly only making like eight to 10%. It's crazy. Like what happened to all my money? Who stole all my money, right? Well, it's all the Wall Street guys. It's all the big banks. It's all like the financial planners taking their commission. Ugh, financial planners. All right, getting back to the student loans, right? Student loans, depending where you got them, they're around three to 7% in that range, right? So again, let's break this down. Is your student debt less than what you could be making somewhere else in a safe, reasonable manner? So let's just take an investment that's making 10 to 15%, nothing crazy here. Obviously that is higher than your student loans at three to 7%. Therefore, pay the minimums on the student loans or maybe even put it into deferment if it's possible or lower your monthly payments, but then try and plow as much money into investing in real estate where you're gonna make that higher yield. So this is what the banks do. They're basically paying the same interest game, but in a different way, right? They're lending money out to folks, business owners or folks like us and they are taking the money and investing it somewhere else. A lot of times they're investing in real estate also, and they're making money on that spread between the two. The banks also have this unfair game where they play where supposedly they can also get leverage on their money. And you know, there's a lot of videos out there kind of explaining it. Essentially, they're taking that delta and magnifying it. Now we quickly went over like the short and sweet of it, right? But I know why doesn't everybody do it, right? Because there's a lot of notions out there where I don't wanna pay off my debt, right? And I get it. You folks that went to college, you guys are the good boys and girls out there as I was at one time, right? You wanna be debt free because that's what your parents told you and if not you've sinned right you are a bad person you are naughty for having debt well guys it's you're not bad for having debt right just i think you're only bad if you're having debt and you're you're kind of losing money or your cash flow negative at the end of it, at the end of the month. Now, when I was starting to invest and got around other high net worth investors, I quickly picked up on a very key training that somebody told me. Now, the sophisticated wealthy investors don't care about the interest rate they're paying or the amount of debt they have. What they key in on is how much cash flow they have so they can safely hold on to this, their investments and their assets. And more importantly, what is happening to their net worth? Now, if you're paying down your debt, you're not playing this arbitrage game and therefore your net worth is growing very slowly. But when you're playing the arbitrage game, your net worth is increasing. The key is to have enough cash flow in case something changes in the economy that you can safely hold on to the asset and keep it going on. And that's where it's kind of tricky. Right? And that's where we, when we help people get rental properties, we wanna have at least a few hundred dollars of buffer in there, just in case they have a bad month or something changes in the economy that they can still cash flow positively and be okay. Again, on a lot of our large apartments, I mean, again, we're, we're collecting maybe 97% of the rents every month, but we're still in the black if we can collect more than 60 to at worst 70% of our rents. Now this is the concept of what I call prudent cash flow. You wanna go into investments where you have this nice buffer in case of a bad rough patch. And I also get it, those of you guys who went to school, you probably are the kind of the rule followers out there. And I don't honestly don't like to play by the rules, which is why I got off of that that dog and pony show of going to a job and investing in a 401k and these mutual funds and retail investments a long time ago. But you might not be like that, right? And you guys know who you guys are. You guys are the people who 
when you're driving around and nobody's around you and there's a stop sign, you stop, you come to a complete stop. None of this rolling stop, California stop, right? You guys stop and nobody's around you. Even if it's late in the night and there's just crickets all around you. Now this stuff is gonna make you feel really guilty, but by kind of delaying paying off your credit, your debt, you're gonna make your way to financial freedom and you're not hurting anybody by doing it. It's just a business decision. And ultimately when I see folks kind of ultimately make the decision to pay down their debt, it's just a comfort thing, right? They wanna feel comfortable. But as we know, greatness is found outside your comfort zone and this is like a perfect illustration of that. Get out of your comfort zone, hold on to the debt and take that money and invest. And in the end, it'll make you get to your goals faster. If you don't believe me, just run the numbers yourself. This is what we're gonna give you this return on equity calculator at the end of this video. And if you're guys are good with spreadsheets, just, you know, do a little spreadsheet an analysis. Figure out what happens if you do pay down that debt today or work towards that and you delayed investing. And now also project out the opposite. Put your student loans to the minimum payments and then took the money and invested. But what happened? The last big kicker on this of why I choose not to pay down the debts faster than I need to, whether it's student debt or debt on our apartments or properties is inflation. Face it guys, inflation is happening, right? Whether your ice cream containers are getting smaller and you just realize that your buying power isn't there anymore. Also, how else are we gonna pay for all these government entitlement programs and all these infinite rounds of stimulus that seems to be happening? Well, at some point, the government's gonna need to pay it back, but our government's smart. Our government uses debt. Now, I think when you talk to most people out here, there's this idea that, oh my goodness, America's being irresponsible, just racking up that ticker of debt. But our country's smart. We're no dummies because what's really happening here is we're just taking good financial sense, going into good debt, but also growing our GDP in the process. Whether the whole GDP increasing happens or not, but essentially what we're doing is, you know, here's an example. Think back at your parents when they bought their house maybe 30, 40 years ago, right? Maybe they bought it for about 50 grand. Well, their house payment was probably a lot less than maybe 500 bucks. They continued to make those $500 payments for 30 years. Fast forward, you know, 28, 29 years later, they're still paying that same monthly payment for the most part, and they still owe the same amount but the property has appreciated so much greater, maybe even three times as much. All that wouldn't have been possible unless they went into debt to get that property. And essentially this is what we're, we're, we're advocating for our investors is to get good debt on our properties and let time and inflation decay down our debt. When you get into these deals with good Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac government subsidized loans, it's almost like they're begging you to do this. One of the biggest assets of all this real estate investing is you're getting this good debt. The debt is actually one of the best parts of the deal because you're able to lock in yesterday's price and pay it with future dollars, which aren't worth as much. Again, go back to the example. Say you borrowed 30 grand from your buddy to buy a house a long time ago. Well, in the much nearer future, that house may be worth $150,000. But your friend's gonna be pissed off because you only borrowed $30,000 from them. In that case, you're the winner and he's the loser. Now be smart, use inflation as your friend. I call this inflation caused debt decay. If you got value from that, click a like down below because this stuff is gonna change your life and this is the reason why the rich get richer and the poor just stay where they're at in the middle, lower middle class. Now where this is all going, right? Like here I am, I'm trying to get you guys to think differently, right? You just have a lot of bad role models, I did. 
my parents did things very differently than how the wealthy do and it kind of impacted me. When I bought my first rental property back in 2009, I remember making extra payments to that property, which is absolutely wrong thing to do. And it slowed down my progress to get to where I'm at and ultimately quitting my job by a few years. And I admit, as much as I poke fun at it, like I wanted to be a, an upholder. I didn't want debt to my name. But as I look back on it, and as I know now, it didn't make sense financially when I ran the numbers. Now only take financial advice from people who are financially free. This is not your parents. It's likely not Cliff and Larry in your cubicle land at work who are about on, on the age to retirement telling you to plow more money into your 401k. Now that stuff works and buying a house works but it just takes 30 to 40 years of white knuckling your way there. I've kind of been able to do this in a very short period of time. I've helped people get here in less than 10 years without a huge salary. It just takes a little bit of different shift in your mindset and understanding on how the system works because this system is engineered to keep us working for 30, 40, 50 years. Because if not, well, how would society function? If, think about it. If everybody bought a handful of rental properties and gave their boss the middle finger and told them that they were gonna retire, how would the bridges get built? How would the, you know, who would get our coffee at Starbucks? People likely wouldn't work as much if they didn't need to. All right, you made it to the end. And now go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash ROE to download the return on equity calculator. What you're gonna do on the spreadsheet is you're gonna list out all your, your assets and also list out your liabilities, right? Which are negative interest rates on there. And you're gonna see and kind of diagram out what you should start to pay off and what you should buy more of. And I think when this spreadsheet really diagrams and shows you what you should do more and what you should do less of, truly by the numbers, as opposed to what makes you feel comfortable or gives you that warm and fuzzy feeling. Hey guys, I talked bad about, you know, student debt and college isn't all wrapped up to be, but the truth is college, it was allowed me to get my first paying job out of college, which allowed me to save my money to buy rental properties. Without that, I don't know where I would be at today. So as much as I talk a bunch of stuff about, you know, bad stuff about going to school and college being sort of a ripoff, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm like a product of a system, right? Like, I mean, shoot, here's my, uh, bachelors of industrial engineering here and here's my uh, masters of civil engineering here but i'll tell you i hang these things up upside down because they just don't uh, to me it's just not a good uh good return on investment right when you compare it to something like an investment property but yeah we'll, we'll talk about this more in the future kind of my thoughts about you know do you go to school you get a good job and obviously we don't think we should invest in that 401k and type of stuff. But keep listening, um, your rich uncle here, signing off and we'll see you guys next time. Lane is not a lawyer CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.